0: Social with Ed Easton Jr. We are back once again here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or anywhere you could basically catch a podcast nowadays. It's kind of funny, you know, that I say that. Like, I would really just like sometimes just try to Google, you know, the show and see what type of stats or what type of things people are saying. And then I didn't realize that we're on these other networks that just happen to pick the show up. Uh, there are there are many of them. I'm very blessed and I am appreciative that these networks have picked us up on there. So uh, just Google Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. You'll see different networks you may have it. I saw Player FM is one, uh, Blurberry is another one. Uh, just like I said, thank you for everyone that has taken the time to uh, promote the show as well and requested it to be put on these different networks. It's, it's really helpful and it's definitely appreciated. Now, What's not what really isn't appreciated is the topic of this episode and the topic of this episode squarely deals with fans. And, you know, when you talk about being a fan, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a fan of sports. You have opinion on sports. You have a, a, you, you follow different things that go on in the world of sports, whether it's your favorite team, your favorite league. You're interested. You're invested And that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, what is wrong is the action that goes on with it. I mean, look, I'm very passionate about yelling at a player if I feel like he's not doing a good job, you know, from the TV, mind you. Mind you, yelling at the TV, not actually in person. There have been some people lately that have taken that a little bit to the extreme, I should say. And uh, I just felt like we needed to have a full episode to address fans at games, simply because without fans, the sports really don't get the, the, the proper platform that it's getting now. And when you try to go to a sporting event, whether it's at an arena or a stadium, fans are everything. They create the ambiance. They create the, the joy, the excitement. Obviously, fans pay the money to go see these games so with that being said as a fan even with you providing so much you you pay the high you know ticket prices you go and buy the merchandise you go and you fill up these arenas and and you help put money in these big owners pockets you still have it's still a privilege it's still how can i say this it's still something that you should take well in the hand and not just dismiss the fact that you have to be a human being. You gotta respect people as if they were just your family member, you know, your cousin, you're your best friend. And I know that sounds weird to say for complete strangers, but you're you cannot just go up to a player and you know basically break them down, say personal things, say things that you are hoping to get a, either row them up or or try to um, attack their character because there's no win there. You've taken the fun out of just the regular boo and cheering. Because booing is, look, look. let's be honest, booing is allowed. That's what you want. You pay money and you're not seeing something that you like, you can boo. If you want to boo the visiting team, go ahead and boo the visiting team. But do not go out there and attack the visiting team. There's no reason at all... For anyone to just be going off on a player as if they were your biggest enemy and, you know, they're attacking your way of life and, and et cetera, et cetera. The stuff that has happened over the past couple of weeks is disturbing, but at the same time, it's not too much of a surprise. We've seen situations where fans have gone too far and just to get, to a, get the attention of a player, of a coach... Um, you know, owners, and now I will bring up the James Dolan situation because that was a big deal. You see this a lot, but you don't really put in perspective that the people that you're heckling and, and you're saying these, you know, derogatory, horrible things to are humans just like you. I have to sound like that because we we get so invested emotionally, and I, I'm I'm one of those people as well that booze and everything at games. And, and you know, that's I, I try to stay within that, but I'm never going to break down a player and, and try to attack a person's character. And it, it's just, it's ridiculous. Which leads me to what happened with the whole OKC Utah Jazz game recently. This was in Utah. Uh, the situation surrounds the whole uh, Russell Westbrook is on the bench And he's getting heckled by this guy and apparently his wife that are sitting pretty close to the bench. And Westbrook obviously takes offense to it. The guy is screaming out obscenities to him that are racial, that are attacking the man as a man, period. And Westbrook is not the, I think everyone should notice if you followed his career, he is not the walk away and just, you know, I'm ignore him type of guy. He's going to respond. So he responded. It got very verbal, very, very violent, I should say, in terms of his responses. He, as he threatened the man and his wife, he, uh, he took it to that level. But at the same time, he was provoked, which is unfairly provoked. Because as a player, you shouldn't have to feel like you are in a cage. Like you're an animal at the zoo. And then sometimes that's what these things sort of look like on the outside. And I got to think as a player, and mind you, I've played I think most people have played some sort of sport, even if it was a gym and, you know, school or something of that nature. People are going to watch. People are always going to watch you, and you want to be able to put on your great a great performance. You want to be able to focus. So obviously, you're going to get hecklers. You're going to get things of that nature. But anything that crosses the line, that attacks a person's race, attacks a person's, you know, gender, their, their way of life is just, it's not, it's not acceptable. It should not be allowed. It should never be a thing. I thought the, um, the, the NBA, well, not just the NBA, the Utah Jazz, finally their management stepped in and, you know, really did what they had to do. Uh, The owner of the jazz, uh, she's part of the Miller family, gave an amazing speech, which I will play. Uh, It it just it it sums up how serious the situation was and also reminder that this is not everyone in the community because it it painted Utah. Even though this was just two people, mind you, it painted Utah to look like the most racist uh, place in the United States, at least at that moment. And obviously Westbrook could have handled it a little better, but I I'm not mad at him. I mean, if someone's speaking to me like that, I can only with you know hold back, but so much. And I'm gonna play the entire interaction so you can hear just what he went through and just the back and forth and how disgusting it got. And it's just something that should not be allowed in sports. Let's let's be honest. I enjoy. Going to games, I enjoy having fun at the games, but I do also realize there's a respect factor that needs to happen between the players and the fans, or even now, with the fans and the owner. So I thought what the Jazz did, just to address the situation, this was right before their very next game at home, I thought they handled it well, going out there and speaking in front of everyone to to let them know that this is not... This is never going to be allowed. They have to set up special rules. And, you know, things, they tend to go crazier when situations like that happen with fans. Uh, I've been teasing the Dolan situation. I'm going to play the audio of James Dolan banning a fan for, um, for basically calling him out, saying that he should sell the team. And this was a big thing on the other end where I feel like the owner was being a little too sensitive. Because it's not like the, the, uh, the fan caught his attention, which I was surprised that he was able to do that. The fan didn't seem like he said anything that was too wild and crazy and attacking. But, you know, he heckled. He said, hey, sell the team, blah, blah, blah. Dolan felt threatened. He is the owner of Madison, he runs Madison Square Garden. That is his company. He has every right to, to ban whoever he wants. But the question was, should he have? That's really the big question that everyone wants to ask. I'm going to dive into that. Uh, Also, because we are speaking on fans, I'm going to give a, a flashback and share my thoughts on some of the most egregious, horrible situations regarding fans and players. Obviously, number one on that list, if you've been living under the biggest of rocks, is the malice at the Palace. That happened uh some years back and it's it still ranks up there. Obviously, don't worry, Philadelphia Eagle fans. You're gonna have your day as well. Uh, we'll talk about just the the out of control nature that some fans get for their teams and, and and trust me, I'm a fan. I understand the passion, but I do understand that there's some you gotta follow some guidelines and you gotta be respectful. That's just the bottom line. It's just no place in any sport, any league, any stadium, any arena for people to be disrespectful. So I'm just definitely going to get into that. As always, hit me up at Ed Easton Jr. That is on Twitter and Instagram. Share your thoughts on this whole topic. I've uh, just got plenty to say. This is a real thing that people need to address because it's gotten a little crazier over the past couple of weeks for something that could have gotten worse. And I'm really focusing on that Westbrook situation because that, that got nasty. But uh, stay tuned. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We're going to jump right into the Russell Westbrook situation after the break.
1: iHeartRadio now combines your favorite radio stations, plus your on-demand music collection all in one app. iHeartRadio All Access now allows you to take your music collection offline to listen anywhere without a connection or using data. From the My Music Pivot, tap on a playlist you want to take offline. Toggle to offline. Indicators will fill in seconds, showing when your tracks and playlists are available offline. Radio, plus unlimited music, all in one app.
2: I swear to God. I swear to God. I f- you and your wife. I f- you. of it is is how it started was a young young man and his wife in the stands told me uh, to get down on my knees like he used to. And for me that's just completely disrespectful uh, to me. Uh, I think it's racial. Um, I think it's just inappropriate in the sense of um, there's no protection for the players. Uh, I think there are are a lot of great fans around the world that like to come to the game and enjoy the game. and There are people that come to the game and to say mean, disrespectful thing about me, my family. Um, for many years, man, I, I, I've done all the right things. I've never done anything to hurt or harm anybody. Um, I've never been in any trouble. i uh, never fought a fan, um, been in the league 11 years. Clean slate, humble. Uh, I take whatever, all the criticism from everybody. I've been doing the same thing for years. Um, and for me, um, disrespect would not be taken from me. Um, I com- I'm completely, uh, just Sit back some time and just take it like that. That's just one video But throughout the whole game throughout the whole since, since I've been here, especially here in Utah Every time I come here it's a lot of disrespectful things I said and uh, For me, I'm I'm just not gonna continue to take uh, the Disrespect uh, for my family uh, and I just think that there's got to be something done. There's got to be some consequences for those type of people uh, that come to the game just to say and do Uh, whatever they want to say. And um, I don't think it's fair uh, to the players, not just to me, but I don't think it's fair to the players. Um, And if I had to do it over again, I would say the same exact thing because I I truly uh, will stand up for myself, for my family, for my kids, for my wife, for my mom, for my dad every single time. Um, I expect anybody else to do the same. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at with the whole situation. Um, As for – beating up um, his wife, I, I've never put my hand on a woman, I never will. Um, never been in any domestic violence uh, before, never had before. But once he said the comment, his wife repeated it, the same thing to me as well. So that's kind of how that started. I know you guys only got to tell end of the video, but the start of the video um, is way more important and way more disrespectful than what you guys heard. So appreciate
3: y'all. He's gotta be a professional. I mean, it, it, she was sitting down the entire time. Me and him were just—it was actually we were kind of having fun, to be yeah. honest. At least you thought you were having fun. <laughs> yeah, he was smiling at one point, and there—I mean, there was a lot of people because it was when, you know, Joe would come by and poke Paul George in the eye, and and then Joe goes over and apologizes immediately. Russ is just f-bombing and carrying on, acting a fool down here, and everybody's getting on him. And had, he had, I guess, heat. I thought it was ice. I just told him, I'm like, just sit down and ice your knees, bro. And he turned to me and he's like, that's heat, that's heat. And I'm like, well, you're going to need it. And then it turned into not safe for work. So that's what provoked his response. Mm -hmm. There was no swear words. There was no- I never said a swear word to him. And everybody in the vicinity will say it. And she never left her seat, never said a word, hands in her lap. Never said a single swear word to him. Not one. So, like I said, initially I was like, oh, I'm talking with with Westbrook, you know? I mean, the guy's one of the greats, but he's also classless. I don't care, he can threaten me all he wants. I was the one talking to him, but don't threaten a woman. She's five feet tall and 110 pounds, man. I mean, never said a word to him, her first NBA game ever. Welcome to the NBA, Jen.
1: Thank you. I'd like to read a message that I have written so that it's very clear to all of you. As the owner of the Utah Jazz, I feel it's important for me to take this opportunity to express some thoughts and concerns about the unfortunate event that happened Monday night. I am extremely disappointed that one of our, quote, fans conducted himself in such a way as to offend not only a guest in our arena, but also me personally, my family, our organization, the community, our players, and you as the best fans in the NBA. This, this should never happen. We are not a racist community. We believe. We believe in treating people with courtesy and respect as human beings. From time to time, individual fans exhibit poor behavior and forget their manners. Some disrespect players on other teams. When that happens, I want to jump up and shout, stop! We have a code of conduct in this arena. It will be strictly enforced. Everyone who comes here, visiting teams included, deserves the right and the expectation to be treated with dignity at all times. When bad incidents like Monday night happen, it not only affects the player it's directed at, it also affects our players. Other teams are not our enemies. They are our competition. Competition is a good thing. It allows players to showcase their talents, and it allows fans to encourage, appreciate, cheer for, and enjoy those who share their talents with us. Our family has been stewards of this team for 34 years. We. We love sharing it with all of you and receiving your support. It is also important that you support our players as citizens of our community and treat them and their families with respect. They have chosen to become part of our community and they make us richer with their diversity. My heartfelt request to all of you is that from this time forward, We all take pride in holding ourselves and those around us to the highest standard of decency. Use your energy cheering our team with your honest, sincere enthusiasm rather than degrading or demeaning players on the opposing team. No one wins when respect goes away. Let's be the supporting fans that our players know and deserve. Thank you, and go Jazz.
0: Okay, now that was Gail Miller. She is the uh, Utah Jazz owner. The family has owned the team for, I believe, almost about 30 years now. And I just thought that she handled it very well, just going out there and speaking to to the fan base, speaking to everyone that attends these games and just sending a message because she knows the NBA is watching. This is the type of stuff that can have a team taken away, even though it's been in Utah forever, it seems like. You have to just be aware and and you want to avoid something that could have escalated even further. Like, we're lucky And when I say we, I'm talking about us as fans because I got to go back to the malice at the Palace and how that escalated. You're talking about a situation where Ron Artest, you know, he was sitting down, laying down on the table after an altercation on the court. This is a game uh, between Indiana Pacers, Detroit Pistons. He's just laying down, just trying to de-escalate the situation. Uh, Fan throws what appears to be either a beer or a bottle of water. And it hit some square in the face onto the court, causing Artest, you know, to just jump into the stands and just attack whoever he saw, whoever he thought through it. It got crazy. Uh, Steven Jackson ran onto the court. Uh, you had, I mean, ran onto the stands. You had fans running onto the court as well to attack Indiana Pacer fans, Indiana Pacer players. It it was something I never, I like I said, it was just a me, uh, huge melee, and um, uh, you're, you're talking about guys like Jermaine O'Neal throwing punches at fans just to defend himself to get out of it. It was one of the ugliest situations I think we've ever seen in sports, or just in general. I mean, uh, I think our test was suspended for the rest of the season. It was um, there's never been another situation like that in the NBA, but. The whole Westbrook altercation with that fan who uh, apparently people looked him up. He was, you know, a racist person. He was sending out tweets talking about Russell Westbrook. So he was obviously targeting Westbrook the entire time. So regardless of how you feel about him, just imagine yourself being targeted at your workplace by just some guy. You know, I have to put it in perspective like that because these players are people and they are going to work. That is really what it is. So them being attacked, there's always gonna be some type of some type of consequence when it comes to it. I just thought they banned they obviously banned that fan from attending any games. And I thought that was the right thing to do. It it got well out of control. But you didn't want it to be another Malice of the Palace, which is my number one all time uh horrible exchange. I do want to give a note to just some of the other stuff like the Philadelphia Eagles, not just Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia fans, they've always caught a lot of the uh the flack for being a rowdy fan base, uh, besides them winning and you know, the eating horse manure off the ground, which is insane in its own its own right. But uh the the booing Santa Claus, which everyone brings up all the time. That's probably one of the biggest things I can remember. Um, throwing batteries at people. I think they threw batteries at Santa Claus as well. That's always been up there. Just a ridiculous behavior. So there's been a history with certain uh, places and and just the way the fans conduct themselves. So this is something that is not new in the game. And um, you just got to be smart. If you want to go out there and you want to enjoy... What's going on with your favorite team? Be smart out there. There's no reason to have to add extra issues to it. Um, Before we go to break, I am going to play some of just the altercation itself. The audio is amazing. I think Mike Breen was on the call. This was some years ago between the Indiana Pacers, Detroit Pistons. This is the malice at the palace. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Then Wallace was fouled and Wallace did... Oh! Wallace right at our chest. This has potential to be serious if they don't
4: get between. Wallace upset. Players trying to hold each other off. Steven Jackson will see Wallace trying to be peacemakers. Now Jackson yelling. Wallace still going. You need the coaches in there to get him away. Jackson challenging Derek Coleman. Somebody should just get Jackson out of it. quickly as possible. The problem is if Wallace is ejected, I'm not sure, he'd have to walk past the pacer of bench to go. Now Artest has jumped over the scores table and is trying to get down to the bench. Artest is in the stands. Oh, this is awful. Fans are getting involved. Steven Jackson's in the fans. Rasheed Wallace going into the stands. The security trying to somehow restore order. Fans and players are going at it, and the players trying to help each other out. This is a disgrace. All the players now, they're jumping in there to try and get the other players out because the fans have come involved. Oh, what a sad scene here at the Palace. And now another fight's breaking out in front of the Pistons bench. It's a a fan on the court. This is very, very dangerous. Fans are throwing cups with liquid in them now onto the court. Ronald Chest has a look in his eye that's very scary right now. You wonder if the official's gonna let this game continue. Now they're throwing bottles out onto the floor. They're trying to get the Pacers to go back to the locker room. What was maybe you could call a hard foul at best has turned into just a, an ugly, ugly scene. Chuck Person, the official's. I think they're going to call this game off, and that should be the, the outcome is definitely decided. You have these ridiculous fans trying to go at the players, and now throwing. Somebody could really get hurt. This is a bad showing from the piston fans here. Just firing bottles from the stands. The Pacers have all gone back into the locker room, and they're getting. Throw a lot of debris, and they're still not all the way through. And for some reason, one of the they hold Austin Crozier out, they won't get him under the tunnel because they're afraid for his safety. They're pouring liquid over What a disgraceful showing from the Pistons fans here. That's one of the worst scenes I've ever seen. It's an NBA in NBA old in NBA history the players just have to get out of there get back to the locker room and forget about it the game has been called the official announcement has been made the game has been called which was the right call the outcome obviously is over and players and fans in danger with the emotions and the tempers being completely lost it all started with a foul ron chest with a foul but ben wallace deemed was too hard as you see the Pacers going underneath the tunnel trying to cover their heads you can see the debris some of it being aimed at him and a lot of it you can't see that's just missing wildly The security did their best, but it had escalated to a point where there were players and fans fighting in the stands before there was enough security around. Let's go to Jim Gray. Mike and Bill, I was sitting right next to Ron Artest when he was laying down before he went into the stands. A fan came and threw a beer and a bottle on him from point blank range. When he got hit by that, he erupted. He knew exactly who it was, and he jumped right out after him the fan got in very close proximity and that's what triggered ron artest who had been lying down even after ben wallace had thrown a towel at him that's what triggered this mike i was standing within a couple of feet of him
5: i'm paul george when i was six i had one thing on my mind when i was six my days were spent playing basketball every chance i could when i was six My dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Sell the team! Anything I
6: should sell the team? You wanna not come to any more games? Why? Yeah, that's rude. It's
4: an opinion. Uh, no, it's not an opinion. And you know what? Awesome, Enjoy watching them awesome. on TV.
6: Him, him, Bring up Yeah, him. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Um. You know. Look. The. the uh, let me just start off that. You know. I, I do understand. Right. That. I mean. It's really, for the fans. It's about winning and losing. No. Um. And we haven't been doing much winning, the uh, and so there's a a real big frustration level there, and uh, um, so you know we get it. The uh, I don't like losing either, right? The uh, in fact, I probably like it less than almost anybody. Um, you want to go right into the incident? It's pretty easy. I mean, the, the uh, um, you know it appears that the. Uh, uh this gentleman and his friends right planned to do this mm-hmm. right the uh that they um <clears throat> just before the game they cleared their profiles out right the uh we have video which i think we've supplied to you mm-hmm. which shows them moving from one side of the arena to the other and pointing at me and the you way know, you were walking out. where i was walking right and saying you know the, the uh and you know to set this ambush up and uh um and they did and you know and then as soon as they, uh, they were done with it it was immediately sold to uh, tmz um so the uh um but you know i mean look not for nothing but uh you know i shouldn't have taken the bait you well, walked right I, into it. I did. <laughs> you know, I will say, you know, we had just lost again, right? Yeah. The, the uh, and you know, and I, you know, believe it or not, I get very frustrated with it too, especially games where, you know, I mean, we have a young team. The the uh, they're they're developing. They're getting better. They put their heart into the game. The the uh, and a lot of times, you know, they'll be ahead for a good for a part of the game. They'll make it close at the end right and then we don't close it out and it's you know you just you know you want to leave you want to leave a winner um here's here's the question though N- nobody likes to have anything nasty yelled at them they don't i mean no, no matter who you are right that being said you're probably hearing a lot of it the team has been bad for a while yeah i don't look i don't mind the the, the uh, you know i don't mind the uh you know the the you know you hear all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. right the the uh, what I What is a problem is when someone becomes confrontational, Mm -hmm. right? The, the, uh, um, you know, and these people clearly were there for a confrontation.
0: Well, that was James Dolan, the owner of the New York Knicks, New York Rangers, runs Madison Square Garden. That is his thoughts on the situation why he banned a fan. And look, I'm, You know, I went on this whole rant earlier in the show talking about how fans need to be a little more respectful. I'm not saying this fan was respectful, but I just didn't feel like he went to that level of that he should be banned for sharing his opinion on something that Dolan could have easily just walked away and ignored him. It wasn't like the guy was threatening Dolan in any type of way. I felt it was just very extra. Very extra of the the owner of... Of the Knicks. It's like. There's no. It's no secret that the Knicks are struggling. That they are a bad franchise right now. I I pretty much say this. Every. As long as I've been doing this show. It's been over a hundred episodes. I've been saying this so much now. Why are you surprised that someone said this? It's like. You are taken aback. By the fact that someone. Did not enjoy. What you said. Or what you do I should say. I, I just can't fathom how you're that oblivious to how New Yorkers feel about you and how they feel about your whole situation with the team. Knicks fans are passionate. Knicks fans have been hungry for a winner for a long time. This fan said a lot better things than I think many fans out there would have said that are Knicks fans because there's so much anger In regards to this team not living up to potential, not showing any type of fight to be good. This has been going on for years. This isn't recent. Whether it's Phil Jackson, whether it's, you know, whoever else you want to throw in that front office. No one seems to know what's going on because you don't seem to know what's going on. All you saw was, hey, let's pay this guy too much money. And bring him in here because he had a name maybe five years ago. How many times are we going to take a broken down Tracy McGrady? Or a broken down Steve Francis? These guys are great players, but they were at the end of the line in their career. It's just, it's ridiculous to me that he doesn't see why this fan would would even say this. It wasn't like he was saying it just out of nowhere. This all came from a place. And, you know, as you heard from the interview, it's like, he's just so like, oh, well, you know, you can't do that in Madison Square Garden and you can't be here. And it's just like, dude, do you hear yourself? I get you're an owner. I get you're rich. I get it. You own the Knicks. That is a really cool thing. But you still have to realize you own the Knicks on paper. You know, you own them. But in the hearts of many New Yorkers the fans, the fans own the Knicks. There are still Knicks fans that go to games knowing that they're tanking. They just had a big win against the LA Lakers. And when I say big win, it's because they beat LeBron and they and the Lakers lost with LeBron having the ball in his hands and being blocked by Mario Hazonia. You can't make that up. My fans still cheered. And we're taking that was only a 14th win of the season. They have 14 wins. It's like, Dolan, do you not see that there are fans that want to see you succeed? They want to see you win. But if you can't handle a job, this is what they're saying. Hey, sell the team. Now I can go back to the Patrick Ewan trade and and all the different things that have led to the last 20 plus years of just just horrible play. But I I really don't know. I would lose, I would probably depress myself as a Knicks fan. Cause there's just so many ways you look at this team and say, How did we get here? How did we become such a a joke? That's the part that bothers you it, It's like this this team has become such a joke that now the biggest news is not that you know hey they're 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 trying to rebuild with these young players and everything. The biggest news from the past two weeks is that their owner banned yet another person because he stated his opinion just like. The owner of the Knicks banned a legend, a Knicks legend, from Madison Square Garden, a guy who helped put the Knicks to prominence in the nineties, Charles Oakley. And that's okay, right? It's like Dolan. It's just it's it's just never going to end. You're always going to be heckled. I just got to keep reiterating that because you have to realize there are fans that are angry beyond angry about the product that they are receiving the product that they are still they're still paying they're paying top dollar to go to a Knicks game for a team that only won 14 game people are still paying top dollar you know I could go I guess I could go on and on and on and on it's just ridiculous to me that we're talking about James Dolan once again banning someone from Master Square Garden. A fan a fan who was being honest a fan that could have easily been ignored as he walked down the tunnel no you had to prove once again you had to let everybody know that hey you are the rich man that's that's what you did right there and i'm not trying to attack you cuz it sounds like i'm attacking you right now i just want you to understand that we're tired we want to win Fans want to win. They want to see you hold the trophy. Think about how crazy that sounds. As much as people say, sell the team, sell the team, sell the team, the Knicks start winning, to like the next year, the Knicks start winning next year, and you're the one on that podium holding that trophy. They will cheer for you. New Yorkers will cheer for you. Just always remember that. You can have all the money in the world, all the... The perks and all the access to everything possible. But you have to realize Knicks fans, Rangers fans, they want to win. That is it. I don't care. You're always going to care about who, you know, how they're going to fill up the seats. We're going to make our money regardless. It doesn't matter. We're just bringing a name. Winning. That's how you cure everything. You ain't got to go on a PR run. You don't have to go on different shows. Just win. That's it. That's all you got to do. And I want to see James Dolan win. I'm, I'm putting it out there right now. I want to see him win because I'm tired of it. I want to see how New Yorkers will act to you because the the what I've heard the feedback is the same thing happened with George Steinbrenner with the Yankees. Obviously, this as well before My time watching, but he was also the guy that people wanted out. You see how that turned out. So let's see what happens. History can still be fixed, James Dolan. That's all we're saying. Just don't ban anyone else from the garden for telling you how they feel. And also for fellow Knicks fans, no more obscenities. Keep just keep the faith with the team. That's it. No more attacking the owner. As you can tell, he doesn't take it very well. I'm sorry, no more attacking. I'm saying saying attacking as well. No more sharing your opinion with the owner. Because apparently he does not take criticism well at all. That's the bottom line when it comes to the Dolan situation. That's how I feel. Take for Zion, right? We shall see. Coming back to wrap things up. Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We'll be back.
2: It's, it's important, important to, plan to plan ahead for emergencies, for emergencies like, like the storm. When it, it kicked, kicked in, we had we a plan. Were
0: separated. We,
3: we were, were able to get in touch with each other in and no had time. No idea how to find each other. My, my husband, husband kept the kids tried occupied, calling our son, but there was no reception. Everything was down.
1: I felt, I felt like, like breaking we handled down and everything crying, very but well I had
3: to try and stay calm. The, the whole, whole experience, experience was, fine. was the most frightening 10 hours of my life. It was, it was kind of, of like,
1: like a little family every adventure mother
3: hopes will never happen to her. I, I remember, remember the, the relief of being that together. I realized he was out there all alone. If, if there's, there's one, one piece of advice of I'd offer
4: other moms, other moms out there, there it's to stay it's, calm and keep to message. the
1: plan.
3: Some parents plan ahead, some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Start your plan at ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. It's not always easy being a dad.
1: When's a
0: fairy princess coming?
3: Let me make it now. What? What do you mean she's not coming?
6: But it's always worth it. It's is fairy princess. It is I. Grooves. Zingelbell. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. I know it's
0: really you, girl. I'm just pretending for the other kids.
6: Take time to be a dad today. Call 4 dad four one one or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S.
5: Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: As always, I want to thank everyone for tuning into the show, showing your support, continuing just to, you know, listen, whether platform it is on. It is always appreciated at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. Share your thoughts on, you know, send comments because I do want to get some of those voice comments in there. So when you're on my profile, especially on Instagram at Ed Easton Jr., look, there's a little section there that says, email. If you want to email some audio, you can do that as well. I will receive it. If it's clean, keep it clean. We don't curse here. I will play it on the show. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Until next week, this is Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr.